I'm John David Birdall. And I'm Zach Holman. And this is Comic Space, the only place in the whole galaxy where you can tune in, where you can geek out, and where you can learn something new about comics every week. Spacers, this is Zach with John. Hey. How's it going, John? Well, I do believe it's going well. Um, it's still sort of sunny here in Moorhead, Minnesota. The current time is <laughs> 6.34 p.m. And here is, oh gosh, what's a song? What's a band and a song? Here's, oh. Um, Come on, you're the musician. Yeah, yeah, but I was just, I'm just making this up as I go along. Like it's, But it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of a like song that really, that we really ought to hear. It's like, oh, um, summer loving. Is it? No, I was thinking of Black Betty. Is that what it okay. was? Whoa, Black Betty, Betty bam, bam, lamb. Whoa, Black Betty, bam, <laughs> yeah, lamb. bam, lamb. Yeah, yeah, and so child, yeah, bam, so, lamb. It's like, oh, that's what's. Yes, that. Uh, maybe we'll put yes. this in the episode. That would be good. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's what's going on in Moorhead, Minnesota. It's currently probably I don't know, sixty <laughs> something degrees, and <laughs> oh man, and here's uh, Black Betty. <laughs> <laughs> this episode we're talking about marvel comics uh more specifically marvel tv series i know we spent the last two episodes talking about dc and that made john happy and that's what i'm here for but thank you for telling me now <laughs> <laughs> uh but no now now it's my time so yes, um, let's start off with the most recent first, and even so recent that we have yet to see it. And I am, of course, talking about Hawkeye. We haven't met yet. I'm Clint. The oh, new okay. series that has been announced, the trailer has been released for uh, December, if I remember correctly. December of this year. Sure. Um, uh, you've watched it already, haven't you, John? Yeah, yeah, I saw the trailer, and yeah, it's very, it's very Christmas oriented. Doesn't he say in there like he talks about Christmas? I yeah. just watched it once, you know, so I didn't yeah. like watch it a couple times. But he says like, uh, it, it, it's Christmas. Quotes, yeah, 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 he talks about it being Christmas. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you see all the, you know, the trees and the lights are up, and he's trying to spend time with his family, but it looks like he's getting drawn into some sort of um, uh, shield mission. Oh. Um, so. That looks like it's going to be fun. It's also drawing from the series Hawkeye by Matt Fraction a little bit. I did have a chance to read that, and it may not be an exact interpretation or exact translation, but they are delving into some of the elements of that story. More specifically, um, they're getting into his apprentice, Kate Bishop, who mm -hmm. uh, in the comics becomes Hawkeye for a little while as part of the Young Avengers, which seems to me more and more like they're they're queuing up for that. We already have had Stature, who is um, Scott Lang's kid, um, show up. We've already had Patriot show up uh, with um, the black Captain America, his nephew. And now we have uh, Kate Bishop. So in some form in the future it looks like we're going to have the young justice or not young justice 
Wrong company. Uh, hey, why not? Why not? Because <laughs> we already have had Young Justice, okay? They're a series. Oh. That's that. We haven't had the Young Avengers. Oh, so nice. we're going to have the Young Avengers in okay. a live action form. And that is a recommendation. If you haven't uh, read that, please do. So we have that. There's also this great scene that was one issue in the books um, that they're pulling from with. Uh, going into all the different arrows that he has during this chase and there's that scene at the end where mm -hmm. they're in the car this is too dangerous definitely not this one you don't have to say definitely like that holy there are arrows more dangerous than that one so that's mm -hmm. fun to see so i'm excited for that one um and then, I ought to I ought to bring up like now is it it hasn't been totally confirmed right the kingpin's going to be in there that was what I was going to bring up too. I just pulled oh, up this gosh. Oh, article. I'll be quiet. No, then. Yeah, no, no, quiet. no. That was great. Great segue. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Uh, he's been apparently he did a soft denial, saying that he wasn't going to be in there. But he had recently liked a bunch of stuff um, about Hawkeye. Uh, he also done these uh, little poems uh, in on on. I was going to say Twitch, but no, um, the Tweety. Twitter? Twitter, yes. Twitter, yeah. You, you tell how much I use Twitter. <laughs> oh, no, um, you're, you're probably there. The way you're talking, you're on there right now, aren't you? <laughs> well, I have. No, no, no. I'm not on there right now, but I am pulling yeah. up an article that has his his tweets showing some of his uh, poems that he's done that reference the Hawkeye series or moments in the Hawkeye series. So he's given a soft denial to it. But there's some evidence that maybe he might be doing in uh, coming into it, and even in the comic books, um, he there is precedent for it. Um, the kingpin okay. shows up at one point. Hawkeye steals a whole bunch of money from all these crime lords, these other kingpins and super criminals and stuff like that. So he earns their ire. So yeah. to have that happen, I would love to see him come back. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is one of the great great things that come out of the series of daredevil yes um, and that's what i was going to say like the kingpin being in there wow that'd be you know oh, what just stellar you know mm -hmm. hooray you know let's celebrate that you know more more characters you know and more series and whatnot but um to have yes vincent d'onofrio reprise his role as the, the kingpin, kingpin you know yeah. from daredevil yes more of that absolutely and we'd also just uh, silence those rumors, suggestions that you know the the Netflix series wasn't part of the actual MCU. Um, yeah. It's been kind of hinted at that maybe it isn't, maybe it is. Who knows? I don't think we ever got a real confirmation from Feige about whether it was or not. I know that they mm -hmm. tried, and it may get to that point where it's just kind of going away. But with this about the kingpin and then rumors of um daredevil uh, mm -hmm. matt murdoch coming up in uh, spider-man and the original mm -hmm. actor who played daredevil and that one reprising his role again it's it, it it's looking like it might it might go to the the side of oh it is part of this universe i wanted to make this city something better than it is something beautiful you took that away from me! Which is great. I, I think they should have been mm -hmm. from the get-go. 
So mm-hmm. that's something to look forward to. And then we've had the most recent ones. We have What If, which is out now. It's a continuing series. That's a nice one. That's a nice animated um, adventure to explore What If. I still say that the best episode so far has been the one with Dr. Stephen Strange. Um, oh, I watched that one. I recently just watched it. What did you think? I wasn't certain what to make of it at first, okay? That feels weird, but I'll allow it. And so that's not to say I did enjoy it or didn't enjoy it. It was just kind of like, okay, what's happening in this one? Mm-hmm. You know, and then really, I, I got it. Okay, I got it. Uh, it's, it's not like I didn't understand what was happening. Okay, I yeah. got the plot. I got the plot. But it was just kind of like, wait, where is this going? You know, is he actually going to become and then stay totally evil, you know, mm-hmm. or malevolent or something like that? But then, yeah, he's talking to the Watcher, you know, or Uatu, right? He's yes. talking to Uatu. And, I love that part. Yeah, and he's begging, you know, begging, please, no, you know, please. And it's like, oh, I get it. I get what this is about, you know. This is world building here. Yeah. That's what's going on. You know, Owatu, we're finding much more out, much more about the Watcher, or we're finding out, you know, about the Watcher much more. You know, as this series is progressing, and there's this kind of redemption for, uh, what was it, uh, Sorcerer, uh, uh, what did they call it? He had a different name. It wasn't the Sorcerer Supreme. It was something the, else, right? The Supreme like, Sorcerer? Or something like that. He had yeah. a different being, becoming evil. He had a like superior, superior strange mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. I don't, yeah. I just watched it once, once again. Yeah. But, but yeah, he's begging and it's like, wait a second. Like this is going to, this is going to come up. You know, they're telling a much bigger story than just what's going on in these episodes. When we mm-hmm. saw that tentacle creature yes. again, it's yes. like, oh, yeah. there, that was the first hint or the first clue. But really, it's where Strange is talking to Uatu. And I was yeah. like, wait a second. Definitely. They're setting something up here. Definitely. You know? And if you've seen any of the trailers, I had seen a recent one. It was like a mid-season trailer. And it yeah. shows all these characters that we've seen already together. So oh, I think okay. they may be doing some sort of you know cross-dimensional Avengers-like team-up. Or something to that effect. But no, sure. I just liked it because it wasn't it wasn't a happy ending. You know, it was a cautionary tale. It was bittersweet. You know, the good guy didn't win. Um, yeah. And just having that, um, it almost are like our town moment where it's narrator who's been sort of this omnipotent being interacting with the group. With uh-huh. Uatu being the watcher, he's always been watching. And at this point... He gets to interact, mm-hmm. um, and you get that hints throughout the series. So that part I liked, and again he suffers from his ramifications. The entire universe crumbles up, and it shows. Oh. I think it builds to how dangerous it is dealing with magic and dealing with sorcery, and there is consequence. May not be consequence here in our universe, the MCU universe. But in this particular one that this doppelganger, this evil strange was dealing with, um, there definitely was a consequence to him meddling. So I I think you need that in order to show what's at stake. So to have the the bad guys win every once in a while is always good in storytelling. Because otherwise um, they're 
not a threat. You know, it's a Saturday morning cartoon villain and not an actual true villain, a true threat. So that's always fun to see. Um, yeah. yeah, and that was, that was, that was, it was done really, really well, you know, because it wasn't, and it didn't go in that sort of, it didn't go in the direction that I thought it was going to go. Yeah, yeah, it, you know? it circumvented um, the norms. That's what Game of Thrones did. It, it it circumvented your anticipation, your ideas of what was going to oh. happen, that the hero was going to win. You know, the first season, yeah. you know, spoiler warning, uh, the good guy died, you know. And a lot of other good guys died, and some of the good guys wow. ended up becoming bad guys. You know, it circumvented that idea and got rid of that hero shield. It's like, and it made people continue to watch and, and want to pay attention. How are they going to get away with this? How are they going to come through this? Are they going to come through with this? Because after yeah. that, you know, the big gut punch was the Red Wedding, you know, where a lot of good people Oh, my died. goodness. I mean, oh, my Jesus. gosh. Like, that's the, that's the only... Game of Thrones episode that I've watched in full. Really? Yes. Like I was, I knew of this, you know, program. Like I met George R. R. Martin. It's like I knew, or at least it was coming up, and that it's like, you know, okay, and it, that it was so good, and that it was going to continue to be so good. But I just wasn't watching it. You know, there was just yeah. a lot going on, and I, I guess I just approached series as like, oh, okay, I'll just watch it like when the season's done, you know, yeah. or some of them when the whole series is done. But yeah, so I was invited over to a friend's home and they were just watching Game of Thrones and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's watch it. And it was that episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on in this show? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it goes back to the storytelling like I was talking about. It's like, because we care about these characters, um, it has that impact. You know, if Sean Bean hadn't died, his character hadn't died, then that impact wouldn't have hurt as much like the Red Wedding. And if these characters hadn't died and the villains or the antagonists hadn't survived so much, then seeing like King Joffrey die so horribly wouldn't have had such an impact with people. Because, you know, yeah. all the good people are dying and this little creep's living. And it's just, it, it built it up, it built it up, it built it up so that when he actually did die, you were thinking, yes! <laughs> that's why it had the reaction it did so I mean yeah. in this series yeah if they are building up to something it's nice to see that this series or at least one or two of the episodes have a bad ending or doesn't turn out that well so you know what the stakes are so that's you know for all you future writers out there that's something to remember and then we have the, the more recent Disney Plus series We've had um, Loki just recently. We've had the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then we've had WandaVision. So, John, why don't you... Out of those three, what were... What's your favorites? One, two, and three. Gosh, and I... This isn't me trying to avoid the question. It's just I, I don't... I experience good and bad sort of differently from uh, some people because of just kind of how... The perspective that I do have, you know? Okay. Myself. Okay. And so, so yeah, tell um, us what you. So think. yeah, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be like personal. So it's gonna be you know just how they were, how they were written, how mm-hmm. they were acted, you know how they were executed. Yeah. Okay. And so the best out of the three, let's just start with the one I do believe is supposed to be the best, um, and that is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Okay. But let me keep rating them. Okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And then Loki, and then WandaVision. Okay. That's okay. your rating. Yep, yep. And then after all of those, what if? 
because yeah. that's yeah. I was just about to bring up what if and say, you no, know, it's that, like that's... yeah, it's it's great, it's great, it's fun, you know, it's sort of silly, you know, and all that. Yeah. But you know, it's not. I don't know if I'm going to really rewatch a lot of what if. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be, to tell you the truth, you know, that seemed um, more of like you know for the kids and sort of like an experimentation, I guess. You know, here's yes. something fun that we can do and to get away, sort of cleanse the palate almost. It's like, hey, we're here to have fun and not be something like Falcon and Winter Soldier, which deals in some heavy, um, heavy subject matter. Yes. And so, yeah, I see what if is a bunch of single issues. Yeah. You know, but these, but um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and WandaVision, you know, are larger works i'm not gonna say like graphic novels or something like that but they're bigger stories yeah they're bigger stories you know that you really have to pay attention to Mm -hmm. and so yes so the falcon and the winter soldier that one i do believe i was supposed to be moved by it you know just totally moved and it wasn't so much i guess what i ought to just like thank them for was it that film or gosh it was it was so cinematic it was a long Um, film and and you had talked about um, him, uh, Anthony Mackie, reprising his role as Captain America, yes. or being Captain America in a fourth Captain America film. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I bring up film. But it wasn't so much just setting up like the next big Marvel story or the next phase. That one was really self-contained mm-hmm. to me, you know, and it was really just telling this story of these two individuals. Yeah. Which it, I thought it did so well. It was mm-hmm. so successful at it, right? Yeah. Don't you think so? Definitely, definitely. So yes. I, that's it's great storytelling right there. And I, as I said, it deals with some heavy subject matter. It deals with race. It deals yeah. with um, what happened to these characters. Sebastian Stain, um, whether or not um, he's back to normal as the Winter Soldier. Uh, oh, Bucky. Him, yeah. yeah, Bucky. Him coming to terms and having to deal with what he's done and trying to find some form of redemption. Then we have Anthony Mackie's um, Sam Wilson, who was given this heavy burden, this heavy responsibility, symbolized mm-hmm. in this shield that Captain America gave him at the end of Endgame. Yeah, and coming to terms with that himself, you know, uh, Isaiah Wa- or was it Isaiah Bradley, um, and learning about him, how he was a test subject. Uh, yeah, and how he was essentially locked up, tortured, uh, experimented on to try and reproduce this, yeah. and how he later escaped, and then coming to terms with how, as Isaiah put it, no self-respecting black man would ever ever carry that shield, mm-hmm. um, and really dealing with discrimination and how we've treated this country has treated minorities. Um, it didn't shy away from that. As well as giving no. some some great action and and some really memorable scenes. Yes, so. and yes, and I want to talk about you know yeah that no self-respecting black man mm-hmm. would carry that shield you know and it's like oh and Isaiah Bradley he was played by the actor's name he was Mantis he was in the TV series Mantis and he was the voice of Jean Jones yeah, yeah. on Justice League Unlimited yeah or, and- or Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. Carl Lumby. Yeah, Lumby. Carl Lumby. Yeah. yeah. I remember off of him off of Alias, too. He was sort of like the partner to uh, Jessica. Okay. But, yeah, and so the self, no self-respecting black man would carry that shield. Mm-hmm. You know? And is that doesn't that draw from the comics as well? Draw. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but 
uh, doesn't it? Wasn't it red, white, and black? Yeah, is that the name of the um, series? I, it was a little mini series they did that delves into uh, uh, Isaiah Bradley's uh, run as Captain America briefly, mm-hmm. um, sort yeah. of as an experiment to see if this would work. Um, they released a whole bunch of these um, quote unquote super soldiers, the ones that survived. Uh, and to South Korea, and he was the only one to come out yeah. of it. Okay. And, so and yes, oh, also drawing illusions, allusions, excuse me, to the the, the sea, uh experiments that they did on um, African American uh, pilots. Oh also yes, dropping into that um, dark history. Yeah, that's terrible. And so yeah. yeah, all of that coming up, and him saying, yeah, no self-respecting black man, you know, would be Captain America. Yeah, you know. And then Anthony Mackie's character, right? Um, or Falcon. Let's just say Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Although in the show, Black Falcon. <laughs> they <laughs> there was Black a little Falcon. bit, yeah. yeah. I love that bit. But yeah, when he says, you know, it's like, I'm not, we're all not going to go through all of this not to have something great come out of it or not yeah. to have something. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. I'm not quoting verbatim. But it's like to, to, to suffer so much. And then to finally just say, no, I quit, or no, I can't do it, or to let anger, you know, dictate your, your decision making. Yeah. You know, like that, you know, and to give up on your ideals or give up on your virtues or give up on what's virtuous. Yeah. You know, because the shield is not, you know, <laughs> the shield is not, you know, just for a white man. It's not just for a man. It's not just for any one person. The shield, you know, is something that's supposed to be carried and something that's supposed to protect us, you know, and something that's supposed to defend us. It's supposed to be an ideal, an ideal to strive for and to live up to. Yeah. We've made some mistakes in the past and and I love that iconic scene, um, like the second and last episode where, um, U S agent has it and he just killed somebody and the blood on it. Um, you know, we have a stained checkered past, but we can always better ourselves. And that's sort of what he's hitting at. With so many uh-huh. sacrifices, so many things have happened uh, to get us where we are. No one's going to tell me that I can't fight for it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, you know, in, including a person who sacrificed the most. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what you have to do. You know, yeah. you have to, in the face of such adversity, in the face of such, I don't know, like conflict or challenge, you know, mm-hmm. or impossibility. You have to say no. I am going to persist. I'm going to persevere. And that's why that series is at the top of the list for me. Yeah, definitely. And it, it kind of brings back that um, idea that was uh, brought up in Civil War and dealing with, um, you know, whether it's right or wrong to live up to these ideals. And it was kind of hinted at, at that movie, Civil War. Um, it wasn't Cap who said it at that point. It was Carter, um, mm-hmm. Agent Carter. Uh, nope. about how when everyone's telling you to bow down, to step down, you plant your feet and you say no and you plow through when you know you're yep. right. Um, and very much he embodies that. Um, and that's iconically, or that's what should be the most important thing about being Captain America is holding on to that ideals and not necessarily being that super soldier. You know the blonde hair, blue eyes character. It's the thing that made Cap special was his personality, his perspective, his spirit, and the ideals he represented. To a lot of other people, America means something that's not exactly healthy, um, and could be 
uh, taken in a very negative, very forceful way, which is what happened with the U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. Having someone like the Falcon take over the shield and say, no, this is how it's going to be, is really um, a growth for the character because he, he ends up stepping up for this responsibility and a, a growth of the country itself saying, no, this is what we're supposed to represent. And I love, love, love that speech at the end, the very last episode, where he's talking to those senator, senator, sinisters. Um, they are sinister. Sinister? Mr. Sinister. No, those senators at the end, and how they're just trying to write off all these people who just tried to kill him as terrorists. And he's like, you got to stop saying that, okay? You guys made this happen and one of the lines i love is no one's bothering to ask why why are they doing this and you see this reflected so much in our own politics in this country in real life no one's asking why these refugees are just flooding our borders it's because we help destabilize these governments you know oh, yeah. no one was asking in this world why they were doing this what is driving them to do this how do they feel so to have a character like that to come in and say, you guys got to stop and think, um, is really great. And, and yes. it's, it really needed to be said. I'm glad uh-huh. it was. So. Yes, and said in that way too. And so, yes, it was really, um, it began well, it progressed well, and it ended really, really well. Yes. You know? And it can be watched on its own. You know, yeah, it could lead into a film or something like that, but it was just, or another series or another season. Right? Yeah. But no, it was just really well done. And then Loki, um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. <laughs> that one was, was a trip. Yeah, yeah, it was. Journey uh, into mystery, definitely. <laughs> sure, you know, I'm thinking of like unconventional, quirky, bizarre, strange, queer mm-hmm. in the strange sort of way, you know. Yeah. But still, you know, it was bringing up some some of those issues too. Like on a forum, what it said is sexuality was fluid, and so. It's like, well, that's that's really great. And he talked about that, too, in that mm-hmm. episode. So it had some sort of, I guess, social commentary in it, you know, or mm-hmm. commentary on the world that we are living in, you know? Yeah. But no, it was more, it was lighter, you know? It was lighter, what was going on. And it was more world building, mm-hmm. you know? And definitely saying, uh, if anything, I, and this could be some of the harm to it. It, it was half a season. So it kind of only seemed to me... A world-building experiment. Sure. Um, again, uh, because of the pandemic, it, it had to shut down production. And I guess they decided to cut it up into two seasons, so we mm-hmm. only saw half of what was originally supposed to to be shown before the pandemic hit. Um, so it, that I think hurt, at least to me, hurt the series, and that's why I would put that third. Um, as opposed to WandaVision, because oh, those, okay. yeah, because those two actually had a full, uh, full season, full range of storytelling. They were able to start, middle, and end it all. Whereas this one, it kind of seemed they found a good way to a good place to stop it. I'm not saying they didn't do that, but again, an epic misadventure uh, is is what it was definitely. Yeah. Um, so that's where it kind of it it got lowered down to three. So, but yeah, I will you. say that, um, yeah, for me, um, I okay. will say that it dealt with a lot of different genres, at least in my opinion. Was that the same for you? Because it was, at first, it kind of came off as sort of um, of a con movie, almost, like The Sting or Can You Catch Me? <laughs> um, yeah, a caper, a caper sort yeah, of movie? Yeah, yeah. I honestly 
first thing that came to my mind was um, White Collar, if you ever saw that series. It was the con man. In this case, it was Loki working with the feds. In this case, it was Mobius and the TVR. Yeah. Or the TVA. Or TVA. TVA, excuse me, TVA. Um, So it kind of got into that, and then it got got into another, you know, misadventure genre type. You know, we're going to have adventures. And then it got, got into, like, the cosmic realm almost with the ending there. So, I mean, was that the same thing with you? Did you spot anything like that, or I'm just crazy? No, no. As far as I know, you're not crazy. You know, I, I did look up the definition of crazy a little while ago because people <laughs> kept saying crazy, you know, and it's like, you know what? Hey, I'll, I'll bring it up right now. But it's like uh, I, I was actually, like, in a conversation where crazy uh, and insane you know, like a person was saying those words, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very Princess Bride, if you're getting my <laughs> reference there. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> you know? And so I was like, I just kept hearing it again and again and again. It's like, you know what? I'm going to look this up. Uh, and I will answer your question. What did I think of Loki? You know, it's like what you're talking about, too. But yeah, insane. Okay, no, crazy. There. So, crazy. Uh, what is that? Um essential meaning of crazy there we go so usually offensive having or showing severe mental illness unable to think in a clear or sensible way wild and uncontrolled and that's what i think people often mean when they say crazy you know it's Mm -hmm. like wild and uncontrolled you know and so uh, insane was what exhibiting a severely disordered state of mind you know um gosh so trump brothers i guess so i go (laughs) (laughs) you know um, unable to think in a clear or sensible way. And so insane is more kind of silent and really disturbing, whereas yeah. um, crazy is like deranged, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so Loki was really deranged. I'll say that. <laughs> Are you being deranged right now? No. Um, I, well, I totally agree with you. Yes. I totally agree with you that they just kind of threw, and I'm not saying they did this haphazardly, probably happily. You know, yeah, through ideas. I think that was like the whole point of it. It yeah. was meant to be a, a misadventure. You know, yep. it started off with that caper sort of you know um, con movie, and then it was meant to break off into him kind of joining with the quote unquote bad guy or the antagonist, and then learning more about that, and then them teaming up to find out. Oh, look, there are other Lokis, and oh, look, there's this grand puppet master. We finally get to figure out what it, it's going on. Um, yeah. And you, you really get the feel for the characters. Um, at first, you think you know this variant Loki is is really a bad person, but you get to know her, and she's not all that bad. She has a logic, a reasoning to it, mm-hmm. and then it kind of does a whole another one eighty to the point where she feels like she is going to become a good guy, and then she turns back to being a bad guy. Uh-huh. So uh, it's twists and turns, and, and you said frantic and. All the words that you said. Oh, deranged. Deranged, deranged yes. Yeah, yeah, like deranged. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but again, it's a, it's a structured deranged. It's a structured chaos, almost. Yeah. An organized one, right? Organized yeah. chaos. Yeah, it, it was planned, yeah. It was like, it's meant to be this way because these are the guys of, you know, chaos and, de- and deception and, and and lies and mischief. So, yeah, you're going to have this. So, I, th- I thought it felt really true to the character. Uh, yeah. Or characters, I guess, because it is oh, multiple God. Lokis. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is great. And so yes, it's it's a lot of ideas. There's a lot going on, 
But really, at the end of the day, I, I just mm-hmm. I did see it as another step towards something else and not yeah. its own story. You know, again, not that, as much as. Yeah. You know. This but, is structuring. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it yeah. wasn't Dunn, given enough time. Mm-hmm. But done much better than uh, a WandaVision. Okay. So, to yeah. Me, to me. And let me yeah. say, let me talk about yeah. why. Give that me your is. thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Because I do believe WandaVision could have been about half as long. Really? You know, it's great to see these characters. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just kind of like, I don't, like, I got it. You know, they could have had one episode that sufficed. I do believe anyway, mm-hmm. one ep- one episode that sufficed as, okay, what this, we're watching something that looks like, you know, a um, dated TV show, you know, or a TV show from another era. Or the I Love like Lucy's, the Dick Van Dyke shows. Yeah, I do believe that could have been done in like one episode, like to get us up to, you know, oh yeah, there's this, uh, what, uh, area that we can't enter and then what, introducing Sword or something like that, or this town, right? Yeah. This town that's been enveloped or that has been isolated, right? Um, but yeah, introducing true. Sword too, because they were, um, yeah, they were introduced. Yeah, and yeah. then, yep, and then introducing Sword, you know, it's like, I do believe that could have moved a bit quicker. It's great that that was a great novelty. I'm not saying gimmick, yeah. but a novelty in the show. You know that was that was yeah that was all right. But I do believe it could have just got to the real I don't know essence of the story mm-hmm. a bit sooner. You know? and so that's that's where I like Loki just got right into it. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier just got right into it. WandaVision, it was just kind of like, what is this show about? Yeah, you know? it, that one did while. have a, a... For a while. For a start, yeah, it was a question mark. Yeah. It's, it's like, we like, knew what? who these characters were, but how did they get there? And it did... I, I do agree with you a little bit about how it kind of did linger on a little bit too yeah, much. Yeah. But that was kind of... That was sort of the fun and mystery of it. Um, at least for me. You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. You're playing the whole bewitched moments and, and dealing with Wanda and her magic and then Vision being the android. And popping back out into the real world and figuring out little by little what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it... To me, that sort of added to the mystery of, okay, let's figure this out. And anyone who likes any like murder mysteries or just mysteries in general is like deducing the clues and trying to figure out who's at fault. Is Wanda to blame? Did she do this? Did she not? Um, and then I, I felt like it circumvented uh, the norms of storytelling when she literally came out with that drone and basically said, F off. Yeah. No. See, I believe I do believe that could have happened sooner. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It would probably be I would have swapped it because it's like, yeah, that story. Um, yeah, there was some more building in there, you mm-hmm. know, or some more like leading towards probably what um, uh, multiverse of madness, yes. you know, uh, a bit and other stories too. But but yeah, it's just kind of like it took quite a while to get there. It's like yeah. I think they could have trusted the audience to like figure out maybe like so a third of one episode is Dick Van Dyke, a third of mm. one episode is Brady Bunch, a third of one episode. So you've got that all, you know, being covered in one episode, you yeah. know. And then it's kind of like okay, we've laid the groundwork, you know, we've laid the track. There's a mystery here. None mm. of this makes any sense. And then get right to her, yeah, issuing that ultimatum. Leave yeah. me alone, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Um, but yeah, other than that, there was some great stuff in there. We also got, you know, the the, the white vision. 
That was great. Oh, yes. And have And the that... ship of Theseus, right? You are familiar with the thought experiment, the ship of Theseus in the field of identity metaphysics. Naturally. Yes, and that was going to make a comment on that. that how oh, it, okay. it started out like with it started out with a fight, but it ended with a mental battle with the 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 thought exercise of Theseus and the ship, um, mm -hmm. and hinting that maybe we'll get the vision uh, the vision back sometime in the future. And as you said, world building, uh, going back to Young Avengers, we had Billy and Tommy right there, the twins of Wanda yeah. and um, Wanda and Vision. So they were in the Young Avengers too. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. They're more likely gonna come up at some point in some time as teenagers. Um, yeah. Of course, that last scene with Wanda looking through the dark hole and uh, hearing her her children cry out in the back. Um, yeah, and just kind of having uh, that mental breakdown that you see in the comics with House of M, almost. Oh. Um, her making her own reality and um, having to come to terms with that just because of that mental break. And you really... Uh, this is one of the places where it shines, in my opinion. You really feel for her. I mean, yeah. she's lost so much with her brother and now this, this person that she fell in love with and how they had plans to... Uh, to move there and, and start a family, start a life and, and wow. wanting that. And even uh, going back and learning more about the character and how she was growing up on these old sitcoms, um, mm -hmm. these old black and white series. And then that's the moment where the bomb comes, uh, uh, crashes in and kills her parents. So, wow. I mean, you, you really end up feeling for the character and how she, it's that bittersweet ending. She is able to, stop things and put things right but she's left with the realization uh, of how much pain she's in and not only that the town uh, doesn't look favorably on her as well so mm -hmm. it, it really drives yeah. the character to under to have the audience understand why she's doing what she's doing and um, why she would go to such depths and especially even that last scene of her exploring the dark home you know it gives justification for what she's doing, and you understand it. Yes, yes, and I, I did. It's like, and it's got a depth to it. It does. It's just, mm -hmm. it took, it took too long to get yeah. there, and that's all. And I, it's not. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy that. I'm just saying, you know, it's like that's your now. Critique. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna skip those episodes. You know, I yeah. probably will. You know, and then just get right to yeah, her. You know, challenging or uh, threatening. Yeah, people, and then yeah, there's a mystery, and so they start to solve it. And yeah. no, I just I do believe that it was a uh, yeah. The other series are more successful. Yeah, I mean, just you hear about them more. Pe more people are watching them because they just got right into it. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, we know you know these characters. Also, the Netflix series, The Big uh, Four, of yeah. Daredevil. This is my city. Of Jessica Jones. What are you on lithium? Mm -hmm. Luke Cage. Sweet Christmas. And Iron Fest. Not even after I clocked you with this bad boy. So I'll start off. I would have to rate, of course, Daredevil being the top of the four. Um, there's no question about that. Um, and then I would have to go into Luke Cage being my second. Oh, okay. Um, 
and then it's sort of a tie between Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, and I'll explain why. Let's start from the bottom. Sure. Um, Iron Fist may not have had a good running out the gate with its first season. I still like it, and I'd still watch it, but it improved with the second season, whereas Jessica Jones had a really good, strong start with her first season, and then the second and third, I mean, it just kind of lagged. There was uh, a third? There was a third, yes. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> after the first, yeah, after the first season, and do continue after I say this, but it's like, after the first season, I watched some of the second one, and I was like, eh, I'll just wait. Yeah. And I didn't go back to it. Yeah. Um, this was around the time, the third season of Jessica Jones, was around the time of the um, merger with uh, Disney. Oh, okay. So it was really up in the oh. air about whether or not they were actually going to do anymore. So it came out around that time, and it just didn't really get a lot of hype and a lot of, um, a lot of advertising on it. And from what little I saw of it, because um, I didn't even finish the third season, it was just kind of lackluster and just, ah. So, I mean, that's where I, I would probably put it as the fourth. It had a really good, strong start with Kilgrave and dealing with Jessica Jones as a character and dealing with her trauma uh, and that kind of stuff. But the rest of the season just kind of lagged. Whereas Iron Fist, you have your, your critique of it, but it grew better. So, yeah. and then, you know, there are, there are a lot of series out there and not just in marvel but just series in general where it mm -hmm. takes time for it to development i mean uh, i was remembering the time you know as an example of like futurama or simpsons go back Ooh. and watch those first episodes and <clears throat> compare it to the current ones yeah i mean uh, it was good but it got better over time and that's what was happening with um with iron fist so yeah. and then luke cage good strong two seasons um, and as stated in the past, uh, Marvel has this tendency to turn their heroes flawed and their villains heroes. Sure. And, and that was very much uh, reflected in, in, in Luke Cage. To where at the end of the second season, he's in that same position that Mariah was in. Oh, yeah. And Kyle left questioning, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy now? You know power corrupts absolutely mm -hmm. is it going to corrupt him or as being in the inside he can make changes he be, he pretty much ends up getting mariah's crew mm -hmm. so it's it's left to an ambiguous you know what's going to happen to the point where even his allies are saying we can't follow you um mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking of misty knight of yeah. course, who kind of left him to the side or at least gave him a warning say, hey, you step out of line, I'm going to bring you in too. It was kind of headed at the, the third season of um, Jessica Jones. He pops back up and mm -hmm. sort of like a moral compass for Jessica Jones dealing with her problems um, in the guise of what Mariah was. He's in charge of the club now. And he's like, if I ever step in the, out of line, I hope there, there would be friends there too. To, to stop me. Mm -hmm. So it, it kind of hinted that maybe he's going to go about it a different way. But it leaves it uh, up a ended question to the point where I want to know more about it. Ooh. And then, of course, we got Daredevil, which is <laughs> obviously the best of all those series. Yes. 
just without considering, I mean, we're supposed to consider genre because this is comic space and we yes. talk about comics. But once we disregard genre, it's just a really great series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, take away the uh, the, the superhero vigilante elements of yep. it, you still have a great story. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, that's to be applauded. And again, going back to flawed heroes and heroic villains, it really flesh out the characters and, and going back to the source material with Frank Miller's um, Daredevil and his run in the series, um, dealing with his conflicts... Uh, with his religion, his Catholicism, about being a lawyer, trying to help people, and then at night, being the crap out of people, mm. um, and yeah. being violent. And then uh, making sympathetic villains, as where, you know, we have Kingpin. You know, you feel for this character, and you want him to, to succeed, but then again, you see the horrific things he does. So, it's very much sympathy of the devil. Sure. And, and much like the sympathy of the devil, the devil coerces others. And you're talking about his love, Vanessa, and how she he kind of corrupts her. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting, too. A woman that can be bought isn't worth having. And then you get into later seasons, dealing with the hand, bringing in characters like the Punisher, um, which is also another series that we should talk about as well. Okay. Um, uh, Electra 2. Uh, and dealing with that, uh, more development of the hand, uh, the conflict with uh, Daredevil Stick, his mentor, and Elektra was always interesting. And then we get into the third season where we bring in the villain Bullseye and mm -hmm. sort of the corruption of his, uh, his title as the Devil of Hell's Kitchen because of what Bullseye did. And him sort of whether or not he should continue being the daredevil is really interesting conflict, really interesting storytelling, in my opinion. So that's why it's it ends up being the, the best. Yeah, I'll just uh, jump right in. So you know what? I'll talk about something that hadn't been brought up yet. Defenders. Yes. The Defenders. Mm -hmm. um, I, I watched and it's like, well, OK, yeah, you know, I'll come back to that. You know, that's something I'll, I'll come back to. I'll watch that again, mm -hmm. you know. Um, they brought them together, I do believe, really well, you know, with what they could do on Netflix, you know, being TV, well, streaming series, you know, mm -hmm. I say TV series, and perhaps they will actually be on a TV channel at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do believe that was done really well. So now let me talk about the individual shows. Punisher was so violent. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like I... I was not supposed to watch too much of that. That doesn't mean I didn't like it. I don't know how to not like it. It's just... Mm -hmm. Like it was like, oh my goodness, I gotta, like I really have to come back to this one. You know, and I did. I did come back to that and I did watch it. Um, and that's how he's supposed to be. I think that was the first time, as far as I know, The Punisher was really done right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know about the actor portraying him. Really, I don't know that, like John Barenthal. Is that his name? I, I believe so. Um, yeah. I don't know about the actor. I'm not really certain about that, but of course, there's really no one actor that can play these characters, you know, these larger than life characters. Each one gives it a try. Some get closer than others, like with Sherlock, Superman, Batman, you know. Yeah, everyone has. Um, well, it's like what um, uh, Mark Ruffalo said about the Hulk. It's like it's yeah. the common man's or this time, this contemporary Hamlet. 
everyone's yeah. had their shot at it. And it's yeah. the same with these characters, too. I mean, everyone's going to bring their own interpretation to this character. And some are going to be a, better at it than others. Um, yep. I'm also cool. partial to the Thomas Jane version of the Punisher. You See, know? I do believe he got much closer. Yeah. Like, if it would have been, if that Punisher series would have been with Thomas Jane, I totally would probably be watching it again and again. Yeah. And that's yeah. just me. Not And maybe even Dolph Lundgren, too. Because <laughs> he was the Punisher as well. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. Okay, mm-hmm. that's kind of pushing it. Okay, he didn't oh, have okay. a skull. I mean, oh, come no, on. No, no. Um, so, yeah, so there was that. So there's the Punisher. But um, Daredevil, definitely, if I'm ranking them, if I'm supposed to rank them, Daredevil, um, uh, really, of what I saw of Jessica Jones, so that would be two. You know, of course, I didn't watch as much. So yeah. maybe yeah. that's like an asterisk that ought to be put next to that. Yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, Daredevil, definitely number one. Definitely. Um, and for some reason, I'm just supposed to talk more about Iron Fist. And I'm not oh, really good. certain if it's because it was like really, really great. Actually, it was, you know, I, I watched it with our mother. <laughs> she was like you know let's watch a show i do believe she was just trying to spend time with me you know and she knew i i read comics and i write comics or produce them you know mm-hmm. as you do too and she was like hey let's just watch this on netflix and so we were watching it and um perhaps that's why i'm supposed to put that higher on the list because like it was just something so meaningful yeah. with family you know and and there was that family dynamic within the show. I was going to bring it up, yeah. It's oh, like, okay. It, yeah. it definitely dealt with family. Um, and yes. for all the, the hype it's gotten, you know, negative or otherwise, I, I think it did, I mean, it wasn't as bad as people portrayed it as. Um, yeah. I, I got what they were kind of going for. It, it, here's this kid who lost his parents. He went through this terrible ordeal and put himself through this train in order to come back and say, hey, um, I'm here to figure out what happened and sort of becoming the iron fist was, uh, to, to rectify what happened to him. He wasn't really looking to be this protector. It was just a stepping stone in order to get to what he wanted, And, and very much him being the, not necessarily the, the guru type, um, warrior monk, as like you know, Kung Fu, the legend continues, or, or, or oh, that kind sure. of or the original Kung Fu, yeah, the original like the Kung Fu series, yeah. right? Yeah, and then, yeah. I, I don't think they were trying to play him off as that, and that was meant to be, uh, you know, the the audience's anticipation of that. Um, he was he was an angry kid um, who had some skill and went through this trial in order to get this power. Um, so and it you have to take him a while and going through this ordeal, reconnecting with this surrogate family of his, right. and and going through this in order to for him to get into that state, and which is why I think it's better as you see him in the uh, second season of Luke Cage being sort of this this calming effect to Luke Cage and telling him to think. He's kind of coming into his own in that series or that part, and then in his second season. Um, so I, th- I thought that was good. I understood what they were doing. The execution, yeah, you could say would, uh, need to be better. Um, but then yeah. again, that's, that's true of everything. So you can always well, do better. Yeah. 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 Or at least attempt to improve or, yeah. you know, learn, learn from what you did. And it's like, now that I've seen, oh gosh, uh, 
Shang-Chi and the uh, Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow. Like if Iron Fist could have had, it couldn't have the exact same elements in it, you know? Yeah. Especially culturally. But they probably learned a lot from Iron Fist. And it's like, you know what? Let's go this direction. Yeah. You know, yeah, if it's definitely. going to be a martial arts sort of centered, you know, yeah. production or story or something like that. So, okay. So ranking them and I'll just get right to ranking. So Daredevil, I'll say that. Um, Iron Fist, uh, Jessica Jones. And for me, um, yeah, Luke Cage is at the bottom. And it's not okay. because it was bad. It's just kind of like, I don't uh, I, I just... <laughs> I'm not even certain. Like, do allow me to talk a little bit about why I, I, no, I put that one last. But it's like, um, I don't. It, it just wasn't. It was kind of that it one especially was. I don't. Yeah, maybe it wasn't peaking. Uh, I do hope that it was. I, if it wasn't, I don't know that it wasn't. But it was just kind of like it kept revisiting the same spaces and the same places, and not. Uh, what um, philosophically or something like that, you know, or intellectually, mm-hmm. it wasn't. But I don't know. It just wasn't. It was kind of like I was watching the Hulk, but the Hulk never showed up. You know? Okay. Um, and I don't know. I'm not certain what I mean totally by that. But it was like, okay, there's going to be a lot of action in this one. There ought to be, you know, because he's right. He's Luke so Cage. indestructible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's Luke Cage. You know, right? Um, uh, yeah, and it just wasn't. It's just kind of like yeah, they're just talking a lot, and you know, it's and perhaps there's just not so many issues that I have to deal with myself, and maybe that's it. Yeah, you know, because it was so, um, gosh, a racially centered. Yeah, you know, it was a cultural. Yeah, 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 and so I'm not putting it down. In fact, I I'm supposed to be glad I watched it, and I did watch it. You know. But it's just kind of like, nah, I don't really, you know, this territorial sort of thing that's going on. It's hard to be relatable. Yeah, I just didn't, you know, it, 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 and maybe for some reason I could, like with Jessica Jones and being, what, manipulated to the point of what, um, like losing so much control yes. and losing so much of her identity and then trying to reclaim some of that. I mean, we all have those sorts of experiences, like just childhood. You yeah. know, who am I? You know, you reach a point where you kind of have a crisis of identity where it's like, okay, who am I now? Now that I'm not, you know, that child or that adolescent or... Or you don't have that influence or you come yeah. up with a different mindset that's different from others and you start questioning, okay, yeah, they're telling me this one thing, what else has been wrong or do I not agree yeah. with? And it's just, yeah, yeah that's sort of awakening of your yeah. own individual world, self. Yeah. Yes. What world am I living in? You know, and then... Uh, Iron Fist had, you know, like family and also what uh, centering oneself, composing oneself and on the other side of that or maybe on the other side of that identity coin, having found oneself, Mm -hmm. you know, and then returning to, you know, the place that had made you or something like that or that you had grown up. So those I suppose I could (laughs) identify with and Daredevil was just so well done. I mean, it's like. Mm -hmm. That did deliver so much action, and that did deliver, you know, so much. Um, I was about to say intensity, but it's like it was so saturated. It was so saturated yeah. in this kind of in that world. You know, it really established that world that the other series did, you know, uh, tap into, yeah. you know, which did lead to the uh, defenders. But for some reason, Luke Cage to me just just seems to be to like yeah. I, I guess yeah. And it, 
um, it just seemed outside of all of that somehow. And again, yeah. it's kind of like I, it's the Incredible Hulk, but the Incredible Hulk just didn't show up. It was just kind of Bruce Banner the whole time, you know. And maybe it's because you know Luke Cage was trying to. Maybe all of these shows have all been about identity. Now that I'm talking about this, yeah, you know. But maybe that was the subject of each one of these series was you know identity or the conflict know, of finding to... that identity i mean yes. you, go, you go from jessica jones who's just trying to uh make amends or trying to make amends of her life i guess uh-huh. and then having to be put into that identity of being a hero or giving a damn you have daredevil with his duality and identity being uh-huh. daredevil and being matt murdoch um you have uh luke cage with the identity of him being uh, a black man yeah. and then being bulletproof and then also add to that he's an entirely different person he used to be a cop he was taken away for a crime that he didn't commit yep. so he has the 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 convict identity and then of course jessica or not jessica jones but um uh danny iron rand fist. Yeah, oh, yeah. iron fist um has to deal with the identity of who is he now as opposed to who he's been in the past you know, he when he we see him in the first season, he hasn't really accepted the fact that he has this responsibility, this identity of the Iron Fist, and him going through this journey in order to figure out himself helps him figure out that Iron Fist identity, that reason why he needs to be the protector, and not yeah. just limiting himself, and later realizing he doesn't have to limit himself just to Kung Long, but to yeah. others as well. So yeah, yeah I mean, it, very much uh, identity is. Uh, if not the main factor, a factor in a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Iron Fist, like he, he knew he had the power. Yeah, you know, and I suppose that's what I do mean by he knew who he was supposed to be. In that, yeah. he knew he had this ability. Yeah, you know, um, and then Luke Cage, like he has this ability too, but he just kind of, I don't know about wanders through it, but it, yeah, it's uh, he's reticent, you know, to really he's adopt reluctant. that, he, and maybe. He, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a reluctant, reluctant hero. Yeah. He's a reluctant hero, yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of like watching The Incredible Hulk and then Bruce Banner the whole time is just kind of like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, I know, I know he does that anyway. But he, like, watching a TV series about uh, The Incredible Hulk where Bruce Banner actually succeeds in not becoming the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're supposed to applaud that because it's like, hey, great self control or great accomplishment, great achievement or something like that. Or you've won, mm-hmm. you know. But it's like, but you have this, you know, incredible ability and, you know, so maybe that's it. I'm talking about potential. Yeah. You know, maybe it just seemed like it didn't, I don't know, access or realize all of its potential, Hmm. you know, as totally as the other, as the other Hmm. series is. Because Jessica Jones, like she showed, uh, not like showed off, you know, that she has such incredible strength and such, you know, um, what superpowers or whatnot or metahuman sort of abilities or something like that. But, you know, for some reason it just seemed like she used, she utilized them more than Luke Cage. So I I think that's what I'm talking about it. Yeah. Race could have been a part of it. You know, it's like, yeah, I haven't grown up in those sorts of neighborhoods or Mm -hmm. I'm not that competitive or territorial myself. I don't know how to be, but it was more, yeah, it's like they could just, you know, have him, yeah, knock, knock, knock down more doors and, you know, but not like totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. pick up cars and throw them just to do it. But it's like, you know, it's like to really, 
I guess maybe to wow an audience. Yeah. But to but to show, you know, to really show that he's got something very very special. Yeah. Just a little bit more than they did. But it, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about him being the reluctant hero almost because yeah. he doesn't want to show that. And again, going to the bullet the bulletproof black man and dealing with those those social um, problems there too. Um, someone like him displaying, as you'd said, could cause problems. And I think that he was uh, more aware of that having already been incarcerated beforehand. So yeah. I, 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 maybe I saw that. I don't know if necessary that you picked up on that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but that was what it kind of spoke to me. It's like he uh, he was cautious, he was wary because he was already burned. Um, oh sure. And sure. and to the point where he was like, "There's where the reluctance came from." It's like I've already been incarcerated for something I didn't do. Me going around breaking things and, and doing this um, with these powers, it's just going to be another reason for him to to lock me up. Um, mm -hmm. But he still does it in a in a way. Um, that tries to benefit him and that's sort of his question and his identity struggle is who am i in regards to harlem in this community um especially once it's outed that i am this person sure. so um that's what i saw in that character and that's why i i, I liked watching him um yeah, and, then, I, and I ought to say this. It's like, okay, I got it. I got it. I was talking about, okay, Incredible Hulk where the Incredible Hulk doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me, let me posit this instead or assert this. It's like um, if I were supposed to watch, if I had a choice, really, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about that, but uh, a series about Isaiah Bradley mm -hmm. or a series about Sam Wilson, you know, mm -hmm. Um, I'd probably watch the series about Sam Wilson, not because I ought to deny that wrong has been done, mm -hmm. you know, to certain people, you know, of a certain group. That's not what I'm saying. It's that the character, okay, I'm not going to watch a series about Isaiah Bradley talking about how awful it all is and how reluctant he is and how, you know, there's no self-respecting black man who would, you know, we yeah. just talked about this, yeah, who would be Captain America. I'm going to watch the series about Sam Wilson triumphing yeah you know, persevering as well yeah, yeah sure. because isaiah bradley ends his journey at least when he's captain america you know cynical until yeah. sam comes along and then sam is the one who perseveres and comes out with a, a better disposition yes. um so yeah i can understand how that would speak to you definitely yes so luke cage yeah it's probably just like maybe unrealized potential sure but I think now that I've just said that, and you did say cynical, you know, mm -hmm. and cynicism. It's just like you know what? No, I, I just I'm not going to watch too much of that. Not yeah. to, and that's probably why again I had to stay away from the Punisher. Yeah, because it's like oh my gosh, that was pessimism. You yeah. know? <laughs> no, that, that's that's understandable. That's very understandable. Sure. Sure. So um, and then. Well, let, let's get into what we liked about these series, because I really want to delve into them, um, oh, sure. at least for a little bit, real quick. Um, you know, Daredevil, I loved the fact that, you know, they were pulling so much and, and definitely could uh, use a little bit more help um, with, from the comic books. Um, we got to see the hand. 
Um, they're definitely dealing like with the first season. We were dealing with just Matt Murdock in the black suit and the execution of that and him getting into the reveal of him being Daredevil and confronting Wilskin Fisk and, and the fight to stop him where it's like we thought we got him but he's two, three, four steps ahead of us and he's revealing himself to the public. Um, so I, I thought that was well done. And just the developing of these characters. And of course, we got to talk about that, that fight scene. Or that second oh. episode fight scene in the hallway. That one stretch, that long stretch. That was masterful. Yes. And that really shows you that um, uh, uh, the the toll it's taking on him. Just I remember that one scene where he just kind of he, he falls back onto the wall. And he kind of props himself back up to launch himself off with uh-huh. his tired punch. And... and just being really torn down and worn down. Um, I think that's one of the things that makes a good story and makes a good hero. You see the hits. You feel the weight uh, of what he's going through. Uh, another example would be that fight against Nomu. Um, or was it Nomu? I think it was Nomu in the second season. No, it was the oh, first okay. season, but he comes back in the second season. The oh, ninja yeah. where he's in the warehouse yep. Yep. and he just cuts him up and, and really really makes him bleed i thought was really cool but then again you know not only the physical but with his struggles and trying to bring wilson wilson fist down i just dropped that um was really interesting to watch too and it it helped make you know other uh series other uh characters them too uh really interesting to watch to the point where even the villains were more interesting you had Sam uh-huh. Will, or not Sam Wilson, but uh, Wilson Fisk. Um, he was interesting to watch. Uh, Karen was interesting. Uh, uh, Punisher and uh, Electro when they came in. And of course, going to the other series, I, I was really taken uh, with uh, Kilgrave. All right, yes. That was absolutely tremendous. I thought I was good. <laughs> David Tennant. A marvelous actor, one that we've yeah. been watching for a long time. So when he came in, it, it was a really nice build-up. So when he showed up, it was it was truly scary. Yes. And then we get into not so much. They delved a little bit into uh, Iron Fist uh, bad guys a little bit with um, the fight of the immortal weapons in one of those seasons, mm-hmm. but they didn't really get into like Davos and the Steel Serpent until the second season. And then exploring with Misty Knight and Colleen Wing, Wing, excuse me, uh-huh. um, and the Dragon Sisters. I believe that was how they pronounced themselves. Um, and then that twist at the end where Colleen ends up getting part of that power yeah. of the Iron Fist, and it left with that um, sort of cliffhanger with Iron Fist going around the world with uh, his friend, his you know surrogate brother. To yeah. find out more about the Iron Fists. Um, and you get into like Bushmaster. I, really well done characters. And especially with, um, going back to Luke Cage, you know, Mariah uh, being the sole antagonist. Whereas Cottonmouth in the beginning, just, he was too, I knew he wasn't going to last. He wasn't smart enough, yeah. but Mariah was. Yeah. And I, I love those type of villains and what kind of makes someone like Dr. Doom or even going so far as like in the DC Lex Luthor are interesting. Here are these regular oh. people who are able to be a threat to these 
larger than life superpowered beings so I, I've said it once I'll say it again it's always the thinkers the the intelligent ones that are, are more more threatening more interesting uh, to me you put someone like Dr. Doom who has no powers I mean he does have some mysticism but he has his mind he has his armor his tech um, his intelligence that ends up being a threat to the Fantastic Four who have their powers and their mindset. So I, that's something to be applied, and that's one of the things I liked about these series. As much as I like the heroes, it's the villains too. And then you get into like Daredevil, who are just interesting to watch because there are train wreck coming. It's uh, that, what's that German word? Uh, Schortenfeld? I can't remember how you pronounce it, um, but essentially you can't turn away from a train wreck. Oh, Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude, thank you. Um, and that's what Bullseye was the entire time. You just saw him losing, you know, just uh, just going and going and going uh, yeah. closer and closer into the abyss. And then going back to Wilson Fisk. Here's this guy who's been in prison, but he's in more control over the FBI than the FBI is of him. And just see him work his, his way uh, out of this crisis to the point where he ends up becoming the kingpin again over the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is just, it, it's compelling, it, it's masterful stroke of writing and should be applauded so bravo <laughs> yeah yes yes good job good, good job. job marvel and netflix hopefully you know we can see more of these characters you know more of those actors portraying these characters you yeah know, those definitely. characters very soon real quickly i just want to mention some of the stuff in the past uh the tv series that we've got agent of the shield really good um we were talking about with dc how it kind of got formulaic to the point where it got to its third uh, series with Supergirl, and it was like it was all right, all right out the bat, with the same formula being the you know the the computer guy and the support team and that. Yep, yep. And how Shield wasn't, um, and it brought in other characters and it brought in different situations and it delved into the ramifications from the movies. I'm thinking about Civil War and Hydra's infiltration. Yeah. Of uh, or not Civil War, but Winter Soldier, um, yeah. in Hydra's um, sort of sneaking in and infiltrating Shield, yeah, and how uh, it dealt with that with Shield, Agents of Shield, um, and then delving into the mysticism of it, bringing in Reyes, uh, the new Ghost Rider and the Hell Charger, sure, which was cool, and going into space and just. Every season was different from the last. Sure. Uh, which is really great. And then you go in prior to that, then we get into like the cartoon series. Mm -hmm. One of my personal favorites and yours too, um, the 90s Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And we had talked about and the DC series with Batman yeah. being the greatest. I would put that akin to X-Men animated series. Which was really great. I mean, yes. when you get that intro going, you, you know you're in for a good time. And it delved into a lot of uh, the source material from comics. I mean, I'm talking about like Dark Phoenix. Yep. Um, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Bishop, yeah. Bishop showed up, you know, and I was, yeah. when I started watching that, I was like, 
well, who's that character? And then right, Forge wasn't Forge in there. Forge as well? was in there too. Um, yeah. Cable was brought in. They brought in yep. with Genosha. Yeah. Um, they kind of delved into um, the Extinction Agenda a little bit, yep. but they delved a lot with the source material and dealt with some serious stuff, especially with discrimination and racism. You know, mutants being feared for who they, uh, who and what they are. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't a cut and dry villain of the week thing with X Men. I mean, you sympathized with Magneto. You understood his play. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'll have to bring something up. I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. But um, yeah, I mean, to the point where even in some series, some parts of that series, he ends up becoming a hero. Yes. Uh, or at least a, a partner. Uh, yes. I remember an that. An ally, right? An ally, yeah. Uh, that one. Uh, Stent of a couple episodes, I can't remember how long, where Xavier and Magneto are lost in the Savage Land and they're working yeah. together. And there was always that hint, and this is why I love about this. It's, it was never simply black and white with them. It was always friends at the, the other side of the spectrum, the other side of this discord that they had mm-hmm. between ideals. Yeah. Um, but there was a certain level of respect, and, and that was something you hadn't seen in comics. So it it, to me, it, it's up there, if not greater, to Batman the Animated Series because it delves into those those gray areas. Mm-hmm. So now, now can I bring up no, what go, I was please. going to say? Okay, yes. great, great. Um, so okay, yeah. So there's X Men the Animated Series, but that's not the first animated X Men that <laughs> I saw. Okay, I saw Pride of the X Men. I remember Pride of the X Men. Yeah. Okay, where Wolverine was Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about us, Dingo. We'll make sure we can. And Magneto was trying to destroy the entire planet. Mm-hmm. You know, w- right with an asteroid. With yeah, an with an asteroid. Yeah. Yeah. Scorpio like, Comet. That was what it was. That's so. Yeah, Comet. So it, that's so not Magneto. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so not that character, and that do, makes no sense for him because he was like, perhaps in that if they would have like if the Comet would have killed, right, or like removed Homo Sapiens, mm-hmm. right, that's Magneto. Yeah. Not I'm going to destroy the entire planet, which will kill mutants too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or cause enough damage that it would kill some mutants along the way, but the stronger ones will survive. That's sort of like an yeah. apocalypse thing. Sure, but it yeah. was just no. I'm going to destroy the planet. Yeah. You know? And maybe that's just a week where Magneto just gave up. Yeah. You know, he said, "You know what? I throw up my hands. I tried. I've tried to help. Uh, I tried to understand humans, and they, you know, made me suffer, or you know, they really wounded me. I tried to help out mutants, and they wouldn't listen. So you know yeah. what? I'm just going to destroy the whole planet. Well, <laughs> oddly enough, oddly enough, that was kind of what he he did. He didn't send a comment, but you remember that uh, Jim Lee um, revival in the '90s of the X Men comics? That was yes. pretty much where Magneto was. He was like he'd given up. Oh, He's really? like, I don't okay. care about what happens to mutants. I don't care what happens to humans. I don't care what happens on the planet. Destroy yourself to the very last man. I no longer care. Just yeah. leave me out of it in my asteroid, you know, rock in the sky in space. Sure. Um, and then he was brought back into the fold with his acolytes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that pretty much was what happened. But, yeah, uh, I do remember that. I remember when I could quote that word for word. Oh, really? I, I had watched it so many times, I could recite it to you verbatim. <laughs> um, I love that great. one so much. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I looked that up recently, and you realize that um, the guy who played Magneto, and this is kind of funny, 
is oh. the same guy who played the psychiatrist and the Terminator movies. Really? Yes. Wow. He is. It is the very same actor, uh, which blew my mind. Uh, but you go back and listen to that again. It's like, yeah, you can hear it. In less than a day, most of the human race will be wiped out. The mutants will rule the earth. But here's this wheezing little doctor guy who's trying to, you know, make money off of Kyle Reese and you know, the rhetoric he's spewing and whatnot. And to realize that he played the master of magnetism, just mind blown. Sure. So, and so do let me do let me bring up some just uh, shows here. So, like, what there was an '80s uh, animated Incredible Hulk, wasn't there? Yes. Uh, it, it began with like this bomb, 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 bomb. Because there was a '90s Incredible Hulk cartoon. There was show. the '90s. There was the '90s yeah. uh, Fantastic Four and uh-huh. the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man and Iron Man. Yeah, was that yeah. Which but there was an had '80s a, one too. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And then there was. And like, so I watched that. Yeah. And then there was like seventies, seventies uh, Spider-Man series. Yeah, Spider-Man and friends. Be- Spider-Man and friends, friends. And then yeah. like the really, the really old school where um, yeah, you know, it was a Spider-Man whose web was only drawn on his mask. Everywhere else, it was just solid colors. <laughs> yeah. And then yes. the I remember like the old Fantastic Four series that was like done in the sixties where they pretty much just put panels yeah up on screen that. and they moved yeah. the mouths and that was pretty much it. Uh-huh. Uh oh man, that was a trip. Yes, but, um, I watched. I watched a full episode of that. Okay, it's where Magneto shows up to. Uh, is this with like the wood gun or whatever? Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Magneto shows up and he shows up in his he shows up in his magnetic car. Okay, <laughs> and he goes to a gas station. I do uh, believe to ask where the Baxter Building is or something yeah. like that. You know, and so the guy's like, "Well, you're gonna need some gas, Mister." And he's like, nobody commands Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> and he twists the gas station sign. Yeah. And it turns out he's just trying to steal money and he's putting like all this money in a helicopter. Uh-huh. You know, and he's like, I'm going to fly over the border probably to Canada. You know, yeah. and I'm going to be rich. And Where then, yeah, they don't have he, extradition, right? <laughs> I guess so. And Reed tricks him with a wooden gun. I couldn't control your gun. You made me lose my magnetism. You're wrong. I just guessed that you'd overlook one simple thing. My gun isn't real. I made it out of wood, specially to fool you. What? That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> a wooden gun? <laughs> oh my god, my bane, wood. Yes, uh, like but... I, I can't use this building right next to me that's full of metal and iron that I can manipulate in order to get the gun, the wooden yeah. gun, out of the way. Oh my what? god, I am just, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. <laughs> Well, yes, it ends with him being handcuffed and yeah, he's being put into a like a, what squad car or something like yes, that. Yes, a car and made then, out of metal. <laughs> and Reed and Reed says it's a wooden gun, and so Magneto knows it's wood. He still has his powers, but he still gets in the car. <laughs> oh, no, man. that's that's a testament to Magneto. It's like you know what? I know I could you know defeat you all right now, but oh gosh, you you bested me with a trick, and so. I'll just go to jail. Yeah. I'll just go right to jail. You bested me, sir. Yes, yes. I remember those uh, those 90s series of like Iron Man, um, Hulk, and uh, Fantastic Four. And I remember that like halfway through, they sort of have like a reinvention of them to where they got sort of like m- the quality was better yeah. and the series were better um, storytelling-wise too. And I just remember like that... that um, Fantastic Four do 
immediately after they got to play that was oh, spot yeah. on doom. It's he was elegant and, and his vocabulary was grandiose and he was theatrical. Um, it's just I remember that one scene where he kidnapped Sue for some reason to uh, exact revenge against the four. Yes, I'm so sorry to involve you in the time-worn damsel in distress cliche, Mrs. Richards. I feel the only thing missing is the on-Russian train. However, sometimes expediency outweighs originality. Now, with your permission. That's Doom. And they really captured the character with that one. So let's just let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So we'll we'll leave it at this. Um we'll ask you, you know, what did you think? What were your favorites? What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh give us your thoughts. Uh we're on Instagram at Comic Space. We're on Twitter, Comic Space Series. Uh, we have our email. John, tell them the email. Oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, a, what, I was just dozing off for a moment or something like that? <laughs> no, no, I got to keep you involved, man. Can't be dozing off on me. You oh, never know when oh I'm going to pitch it to you. Oh, my gosh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay ready all the time. Yes. Uh, yes, that's comicspaceseries at gmail.com. Yes. And there's also a YouTube channel as well yes we have youtube now so all the series we're going to be doing a, a new reaction um series here too for the month of october so look forward to that um and so yeah drop us a line say hi tell us what you thought um until then this is zach with john hey you've been listening to the comic space podcast no place to hide no place to run, no place to run. The mutant has now begun. It's